Elisha, the prophet, was bald. That's like the number one thing about this story. He's bald. He's bald. He's a bald guy. He's a bald guy. He, no hair. This group of uh, children mocking Elisha. And so the Lord sends two bears and the bears maul 42 of them. Welcome back, fellow theologist, uh, to another episode of Theology, the Young and the Zealous. Um, I'm Carrie Crater, co-hosting with Jesse Marcellus. And today we are going to be talking about a very interesting subject uh, from the Bible. Uh, God killed disobedient children. Um, I did a very bad transition on that topic, but we'll have to roll with it. We'll roll uh, with it. Uh, so... <laughs> God killed disobedient children. That is quite the title, uh, it's, but it's for it's good very reason. Terrifying. It's it's horrifying because what child isn't disobedient? Uh, so before we get into that, um, Carrie, what tea are you drinking? <laughs> the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so funny story. Me and Jesse went go get tea before this, uh, which I have still. Yeah, yeah. So we were hanging out with an old friend of mine that he didn't, well, he doesn't know he does, but like he, he had, he, he wasn't an old friend, but I was sipping my tea while chatting with my old friend and didn't realize how quickly the tea went. It was very good. It was Earl Roy chamomile with some honey. And so this was supposed to be tea for the podcast because I forgot to bring some English breakfast tea, <sighs> both my fault. And so I drank all my tea but I do have a coffee, and I'm going to count this coffee as tea because it is a plant in water. And that's my argument for that being tea. Um, but anyways. So that's your theology that's for my, today? Yeah, no. Um, I, my but, theology is is double Earl Grey today. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ordered you ordered uh, Earl Grey chamomile for yourself and specifically double Earl Grey for me for some reason. Anyway, what are you going to say? We're going to be talking about how God killed disobedient children, but a few things before we get started. Uh, we are both not parents. So, I yeah. mean, yeah. Our perspective is not coming from uh, we understand how to be parents. Um, We're, our perspective is coming from being uh, disobedient children I and was, how to actually. I, I, I almost said obedient, and I was yeah, like, well, no, hold, on, hold on, never mind. The, the goal is to be obedient children because you, I'm going to play my cards a little early. The reason why you submit to your parents is because you're submitting to God. Yeah, and we're also uh, looking forward to raising obedient children. In the fear in and the admonition of the Lord. Abdom near future. Admon admonition of the Lord. I keep saying abdomition for some Abdomition? Reason. I've yes, never I keep, heard I don't even think that's a word. But anyways, uh, so what does the Bible say about honoring parents? Uh, in Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, it tells you to honor your father and mother. Uh, Jesse, would you like to read those verses for me, please? Exodus 20, verse 12, NKJV. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. This being a decree to, uh, it's what, the fourth commandment, right? Uh, fifth. Fifth commandment. I think. Forget, uh, uh, also, um, isn't this the first commandment with a promise? It is. It is the first commandment. It is the first commandment with a promise. You didn't add that part. I didn't. I <laughs> you forgot. You forgot the I, next verse. It says, this is the first commandment with a promise. Yeah. See, now we have something else to talk about because now, what does it mean for that? What is that? What is having a, what, what, what does that promise mean? What, what, why are we, okay, hold on. Let me, let me reiterate what I'm saying. Why are we, why would you live long if you honor your father and mother? Why would you live longer? 
Because you know how to submit to authority. Mm-hmm. What else? You follow law. Yeah. And you aren't stupid. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're not... Okay, let's say your uh, parent tells you not to go hiking out in the wilderness by yourself, and you're like 16 years old, and you decide, I'm going to go hike out in the wilderness yourself, and then you get killed by a bear. Well, you I'm just saying I wouldn't get killed by the bear. I'd probably I would fight eat it. The bear. I would win. I would eat the I'm bear. I'm just saying I have I have proof on my bedside stand, which bear? is Have you ever had bear? It's very good actually. I actually haven't. Anyways, before I get off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stop myself. Well, I mean we were on topic, but, okay, but getting yeah. lost yeah, you don't so, get lost in the wilderness because yeah. your parents told you not to. And usually your parents are wiser and they know what not to do. And uh so like like let's say your parent your dad tells you to stop eating sweets all day every day and he's like dude you need to chill out bro you eat eight packs of skittles a day like you're gonna get diabetic and you're not gonna live to see your grandkids one day and you're like no i'll be fine and then uh next thing you know you're 25 years old uh can't get out of bed because you're so fat and you have a neck beard um so. do do <laughs> all, all three points <laughs> yeah 25 so, years old not, fat neck beard uh but, so don't do that and if you and for the record, that's not saying if you are, you can't reverse that, but it's going to well, take a lot of effort well, the and thing you got to put that effort in. It's a lot easier to train uh, a mindset whenever you're younger because you're more impressionable. And that's why good parents are so important. Um, our household circumstance is different. Uh, we have different uh, household um, circumstances, of course, because oh, yeah. you, know, you, you have two parents. I uh, only have one. You have um, two biological parents. Yes, I have two biological parents. But just not, you You don't have a father. Yeah, father's father not in, in situation. Father in the sense of actually being a father father. Exactly. I don't father. have, I have a father, but I don't have a dad. So um, that yeah. having having that perspective, like from the beginning and setting that clear creates a, a few more categories well, to see talk that, about But later. that also means you have a different point of view than I, which means we can kind of bounce that off of each other. Exactly. Anything that, anything that I miss, you would know. Anything you miss, I would know. Or might. Might. But anyways, um, so what does Proverbs say about honoring your father and mother? Oh, man. you always add Proverbs. And- I always add Proverbs. Well, I swim in Proverbs, and Proverbs are, they're just so, they're so fundamental for, for a young man. Oh, yeah. Well, they were written for young men. Exactly. Like us. Wow, I mean, they were written crazy. by a young man for a young man. Well, um, well, well, probably uh, young. Well, well, we don't, I mean, probably. We don't know written. the age of Solomon. Well, pro- he also, I mean, like Ecclesiastes, he wrote, I mean, he wrote Ecclesiastes while he was young, the beginning part. And then at the end, he was like, don't do this stupid stuff I did, you know? Kind of like, I chased women, I chased money, and and it all, it all caused me to crash. It's the wise advice of an old wise man. Who did stupid he, stuff his whole life. Exactly. The reason yeah. why he says, you know, don't go out and do drugs, kids, it's because he did, and he knows the consequences of them. Uh, and it doesn't mean that just because you do, you'll survive the consequences either. So Proverbs yeah. says a lot about honoring your parents. I only have uh, four. <laughs> I only have four references here, but it starts off in Proverbs one, verse eight through nine. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother. For they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your me- your neck. That's uh, NKJV, as always, because I just I use NKJV because uh, my physical Bible is that way. So, do not hear the instruction of your father. Your father is instructing instructing you, and your mother is giving you law. Doesn't mean that's the only categories that exist, but 
it will be a what upon your head? Oh, a graceful ornament. I couldn't remember the. <laughs> I knew the verse, and I was like, I need to look at the paper. I don't remember it. So yeah. graceful ornament and chains about your neck. In other words, that graceful ornament is going to be glory because you understand how to actually listen to law. If you listen so, to your parents, you get blinged out in glory. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yeah. Like, you you want that Holy Spirit bling, you got to listen to your parents. You got that Holy Spirit <laughs> chain, bro. Uh, the, the chains bind you to that law. Um, so Proverbs says several other things, and I guess we'll, uh, we'll just knock through them uh, while we're at it. I could read it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, he who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. That is from Proverbs 19.26. That is... That, that mind boggles me because I was raised, like, not to do that. But, like, I've seen... When I was a little younger, I mean, my friends did that. They would yell at their mom and dad, and parents wouldn't do anything about it. And I was like, man, if I did that... Oh, yeah. That would be my butt. We'll Man. be bringing we'll be bringing this point back and probably referencing back to this verse later on. Yeah, I'm just uh, giving but that a, is it, a good example. Another of, another one. Literally, it's it's in the next uh, it's in the next chapter. Proverbs twenty verse twenty. Whoever curses his father or his mother, his lamp will be put out in deep darkness. We're gonna get to that in a bit, but that's that's fun. <laughs> Stuff yeah, like that's fun. Uh, I think I'll hit Proverbs 31 maybe at the end of this because I don't uh, I don't quite th- think it's it's uh, it's good to mention it so early on. Um, read Proverbs. I keep saying this every single every episode. episode. Read Proverbs. There's 31 days in a month. There's 31 Proverbs typically. Uh, read a corresponding to the day, and just roll with it. It's it's awesome. So can you tell? me what the Bible says regarding parent strikers. Uh, they should be put to death. Really? Uh, where does it say that? <laughs> it says that in Exodus 21, 12 through 17, and I'm going to read the whole thing for you. Yeah, all, all five verses, because there's an important thing that's going on. Yeah, there. well, you also need the full context. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyways, he who strikes a man so that he dies so shall surely be put to death. However... If he did not lie in wait, but God delivered him into his hand, then I will appoint for you a place where he may flee. But if a man acts with premeditation against his neighbor to kill him by treachery, you shall take him from my altar that he may die. And he who strikes his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He who kidnaps a man and sells him, or if he is found in his hand, shall surely be put to death. And he who curses his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. That's a lot of death. That uh, is a lot, lot of, death. of death. And you think that's pretty overwhelming because who hasn't cursed their father or mother in some way or another? Um, I try not to. I don't think, I don't remember the last, I don't think, I don't ever remember it doing it in my life, but I'm pretty sure I've done it. So we'll, we'll roll through the first, the first part of that. He who strikes a man so that he dies shall surely be put to death. So... That's a pretty broad statement, right? What about the nuance? What if what if it's an accident? Well, well here's the makes, nuance. <laughs> yeah, here's the nuance. However, if he did not lie in wait, but God delivered him into his hands. So premeditated murder, put if you premeditate murder, then you were put to death. Exactly. If a man acts be. with premeditation against his neighbor to kill him by treachery, you shall take him from my altar that he may die. Yeah, but if you accidentally kill somebody, 
AKA, would that be manslaughter now? That would be mans. That would be manslaughter. Then, or if it's in defense because they're trying to kill you. In yeah. other words, the act of malice of killing is what puts you to death. Yeah. If, if you have wrath in your heart turned towards a brother and you want to kill him, you've already committed murder, whether yeah. you kill him or not. And in that moment, you forsake your own life because life is precious. All life is precious. But the moment you decide to steal that life, that's whenever you forsake it, and now your life is forfeit. I mean, you're that's killing another importance. image bearer. Exactly. You're ending the life of another image bearer of God. And that's killing glory. You, yeah. I mean, you can't kill glory, but you can still try and want to and hate it. Well, that's, 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 that's what the, the devil does. Exactly. He tries to basically kill glory, and that's... But he can't. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, so what are some of the other nuances in these? Well... <laughs> You shouldn't put, uh, you know, an infant child, a little baby, to death because he accidentally slapped Pop Pop. Uh, you call him Pop Pop? I called him Pop Pop. That's Paw Paw? Well, I said Pop Pop for the northern audiences. Uh, I oh, mean, I would they say, call him that? I would say Pappy. Pappy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't That's even say Pappy. That. Pappy's like the southern. Pappy, Papa. They got Peepaw. Uh, Peepaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah they, so. they got, they, wait, wait, wait. They got Grandmare and Grandpere. <laughs> I'm serious. Grandmare and Grandpere. No, I believe you. I believe that's you. the Cajun. Well, I don't Cajun. know if it's just Cajun, but it's French. Cajuns are so weird. So you don't put a baby to death because they accidentally slapped. That's not malice. That's not the same way. It's not parent striking. <laughs> isn't a baby accidentally hitting or biting or something like that? That's there's it's there's not, a difference. It's, it's not premeditated. Yeah, it's not premeditated murder, cursing, or striking. It's a child acting in the moment, and that's why you have to correct the child. Um, that's also not saying you spank your infant child because that's that's not you. correct. Yeah, how dare you? I'm gonna spank you if you if you. You're uh, spanked right out the womb now. Uh, they they already know, but they like all oh, that sin that you committed in the womb. I'm gonna spank you for it right when you come out. <laughs> we'll get into that another time. So just kidding. The most extreme cases of any of these things, you know, murder, um, parent striking. Uh, cursing, these things will get the death penalty. But that's because they are extreme cases. That's because you have to figure out what is an extreme case and what isn't. What deserves the death penalty and what isn't. And that's why you have courts to determine the punishment. What? I'm just thinking of something funny. If I ever hit my dad, like, Premeditatedly, they wouldn't need a court to. They wouldn't need death. A, no, <laughs> Your life would be forfeit in that. Oh moment. well, adios. <laughs> well, that'd be considered suicide. So <laughs> no, literally. Um, yeah, that would be stupid to do. Or my mom, even even hitting my mom, because both both cases would end up in my father harming me. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a abusive way, but you know, you don't strike. You your, don't strike your mom, especially your mom. Especially not your mom. I mean, if you're an 18 year old, so I'm 18. I mean, I'm stronger than my mom, obviously. So I, I could easily like manhandle her. So if as a husband, especially if your son, you're supposed to protect your wife. So yeah, the point that, of strength that, is for your family, not against it. Yeah, but anyways, that's another just topic. a little tangent. Yeah, so. You know, the most extreme cases of this would get the death penalty. That's why a court is so important because you're able to actually explore all the nuances of this. <laughs> I see that note. What? The court? Parents are also, parents are that court. The law is not only inside a courtroom. Exactly. The law. <laughs> I, I, I did not notice that, actually. I'm serious. By the way, Russell's been texting me because he's trying to 
figure out stuff. Awesome. I apologize. Um, so the God's law doesn't only exist in a courtroom. You don't leave the courtroom uh, and decide I can do whatever I want now. No, that's not that's not how it works. The law is upheld everywhere, no matter what. Um, and whenever you have people with that perspective of oh well, the law only exists in a courtroom. Uh, no, maybe maybe they're not that extreme, but maybe they think I only have my Jesus time in church. I get that. I get that. I get that hour long once a week. Jesus fix, and then I do whatever else I want throughout the rest of the week. No, that's not upholding God's law. That's not uphold. You wouldn't do that with civic law, would you? No. If you're following the state's law, I don't kill people like once a week. I only I only don't kill people on Fridays, guys. So God's law permeates every sphere of your life, no matter what you do. Um, And one of the things about God's law is that you do not strike your parents. You honor them. In other words, you should be caring for your parents and not striking them. Uh, One way to care for your parents, to honor them, is to just obey what they say, so long as it does not lead you into sin. Um, And maybe one day, you know, you're, you're getting older, you have your own family and whatnot, and your parents, they're getting frail. They're getting old. Uh, this was less common, you know, back then. Um, like the elderly were significantly more important and more upheld back then because they were rare. Uh, now our nation just kind of tries to kill the elderly. Exactly. Um, that's another topic. Yeah, it's another topic for another episode. We'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point. But <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> long story short, you should be taking care of your parents and your you grandparents. Take care of your parents and grandparents and... It's it's the family's job. It's yeah, as exactly. you're as the child. So when your parents get frail and you they can't take care of each other, it is the duty of which the family. child though. Does it matter which child? Uh, so you might you might I'm be just saying I'm, that for I, a specific reason, but I'm not, just, no, no, no. I say I'm, not I'm actually, really. I'm, I'm asking what your thoughts are. are so on it. my thoughts because you're not you're not the really. oldest. You're one of the young, you're second youngest. So it depends on circumstance. You know, if the oldest one is the first one that's capable of doing so, then yeah, it should probably fall on them. But uh, it's not necessarily their duty specifically. Um, Maybe you want to make that a tradition in your family. That's fine. Um, But that's not the standard. Yeah, my my family's tradition. My grandparents and my great grandparents like to tax evade, apparently. Uh, Not really. They just, they just, uh, my great grandpa got married, but never legally. Like that was his wife. Like I, I didn't know until after he died that that wasn't his wife. Like it was his wife. Like he, he, that's my wife, yada, yada, yada. But they never legally got married. So uh, when he died, she couldn't get anything. That's yeah. why you give to Caesars. What is Caesars? Yeah. And make sure that you're married. <laughs> well, they were, they, okay. That would be married in the eyes of God. In the eyes of God, they were married. Yes, they but were, not, not to Caesar. Not, not Caesar to didn't Caesar. see it because he didn't, he didn't have and the little my, I don't know about, I don't know what my grandpa did, but basically, yeah, that family tradition. <laughs> family tradition, yeah, stop, traditions we're, are. We're going to, we, my dad stopped that, luckily. Yeah, I think, I think tradition, would that be an episode t- topic but, maybe? Oh, but anyways, the, the point I was trying to make is, their wives usually cared for them when they got older. Like my grandma, my great grandma, Betty, she took care of my great grandpa when he started getting sicker and whatnot. And then my, well, I don't even know what she is. I, I say great. I say grandma, but yeah, but she took care ish. Not really. Her, her, what, I think my grandpa thought she would take care of him. But anyways, yeah, uh, it was not 
my, I mean, my dad, my dad also took care of my grandpa as well. He came live with us for a while. Um, but my grandpa didn't take care of my great grandpa whenever my great grandpa got sick. Oh wait, there's a reason for that. Never mind. <laughs> Man, all those great grandma and great grandpa. I, I, okay. I don't have spreadsheets. No, I don't have spreadsheets. This is nothing. I, I, I forgot the part that my grandpa was dead by the time my great grandpa started getting sick. I forgot about that until just now. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so like, yeah. Oh, you, you, can cut that, you can cut that whole part out. I was just yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> I don't. I got. Right. I started getting lost there. Uh, but so uh, uh, I'll actually bring back proverbs on this because I said I would. Um, you should be caring for your parents, not striking them and honoring them. He who mistreats his father and chases away his mother is a son who causes shame and brings reproach. Do you know a respectable, honorable man who disrespects his parents? No, not at all. They don't I, exist. No, no. Now, of there course, may- you can explore a nuance where he... You know, his parents died and he disrespected them before, but now he's like, I respect everything that they did. There's nuance here, but generalization is an important skill. The point is, if you disrespect your authority, what you are doing is you are disrespecting God. And that's why it's so important to honor your father and mother. Because in a household setting, they represent God, even if they don't realize it. Maybe your parents aren't believers, you still need to honor them and what their wishes are. Because God says so. You will live long in the land because you have submitted to the proper authority above you. Society is not flat. No. It never has been. It's even, hierarchical. Even, even when we even try socialists. to flatten society, like, uh, yeah. Exactly. Even, even socialists, when we try to flatten society, there's always a hierarchy. Somebody's always in charge. Someone's going to be it's above. Im- it's impossible to create a society without somebody in charge. Completely. Just, so that's why it's so because, important to nail yeah. who is in charge, who and should be in charge. Because God made society a certain way that the only way it can work is if somebody's in charge. I mean, you've got uh, you've got like a king. All right, let, let's just talk about a mo- monarchical society. You've got a king, and then you've got his lords and nobles under him, and then you've got the middle class. And then you've got the lower class, and then even in the in those structures, you have the many father. hierarchies. Exactly, you've it's, got the father uh, and the mother, and then the children, and then God's over the whole thing, everything. But all both all hierarchies that exist in a uh, monarchical society, God is over all of it. He permeates all of it, yeah. and every single one of those hierarchies, you know, families, uh, state governments, um, church governments they all point to the same hierarchy, to God, because that's the authority that you should absolutely submit to. Every single authority submits to God, whether they like it or not, uh, because every single authority represents God. And if you're not representing God correctly, that would be something like taking the Lord's name in vain, because any authority is representative of the authority, Um, which is why, you know, if you were Joseph Stalin, you're not representing God. That's taking the Lord's name in vain, even though he never professed to be a Christian. That would be something like taking the Lord's name in vain. uh, You know, he went to, he, he, he almost became a priest, right? I did not know that. Joseph Stalin went to seminary to become a priest before he did all the stuff he did. You just said, you're like, he never proclaimed God. And I was like, okay, I didn't know that. To, no, he, go he, down, go down this tangent. I actually want to hear he, about this. No, uh, that's basically, <laughs> that was most, basically it. it's ba- so Joseph Stalin, uh, went 
to seminary to become a priest. Could you imagine if he went to seminary to become a priest and then like he just kept going up <laughs> the ranks and became the pope? Oh, I mean, that's Duh. basically the pope's Duh. already. Ah! Oh, <laughs> that's and I was like, no, no. don't say it, don't, don't, say, say, it, don't it. say it, no, no, no. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have said that. So you will live long in the land because you have submitted to the proper authority. Your parents represent God, whether they like it or not. And you have to submit to them unless it leads you to into sin. sin. Exactly. Oh, well, I, didn't we talk about We talked about it last time. Oh, yeah, we talked about church. This. If, you go to even church. Even if your parent, well. So uh, here's the nuances of the situation. Exactly. Even if your parents don't want you to go to church, you should go to church. But if they do command you don't go to church, Dependent on the level of authority that they do have over you, you should still submit to them. I think my parents but once would you have me the opportunity. to go to church if I stop going. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody we would, would all beat you everybody up. Everybody would beat me up. Wow. They were like, once you're 18, you can decide, but we're going <laughs> to. But, but because like, you. Technically, so, you can decide because you're, your, your you're your own authority. But, but because uh, they can. raised you right, <laughs> you're not going to leave church because you actually know what is good, what yeah. is true, because you've been taught by a proper authority. But, okay, so anyways, uh, if your parents do tell you to sin, it would be honoring to disobey them. Exactly. Because you are, God is above, we talked about this, God is above your family. So if your parents are telling you to do something that goes against God, well, that's like, all right, let's say uh, one of my Co-workers tells me to do something that goes against my boss. Well, my boss told me to do it. His authority outweigh is outranks outweighs the guy who's just a little bit higher up than me. Absolutely, his and, and his authority has more gravitas yeah. because he is in a position of legitimate authority above you. And if I do do that thing that the one guy who's just a little bit above me tells me to do, then I'm getting in trouble with my boss. Because my boss told me to do something if I di- I'm disobeying my boss. So, you know, I mean, and if I do obey, sure, the guy who's a little bit above me might not like me, but my boss does. And the bo- my boss is really the one that I'm not going to say pl- I'm trying to please, but like I'm trying to obey about anything that I'm being told. So it's the same concept. I mean, yeah, your boss is not on the same level as God, but it's just a similar. It's just an example of he's representing God. Yeah. So yeah. you still want to submit to him because in so doing, you are submitting to God. Yeah. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's. <laughs> if um, they say still, you say no. <laughs> yeah, if they, it, uh, this was a, I think this is something um, one of the cross-politic guys said, uh, Gabe Wrench, he was like, if I commanded one of my kids to steal a chocolate bar in uh, in a gas station, then it would be honoring for them to Tell say no. That. You told me about that. Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Um, and I'm a, like, I actually, I know the guy. So, uh, so if, if your parents say steal something, you can and should say no, because that would be honoring to them because you're not letting them lead you into sin because them leading you into sin is them, themselves sinning. Now they might be doing their own uh, separate sins that you can't, you don't necessarily have a say over because you're not their authority. Yeah, they're your parents, but... But God gives that authority to say, hey, um, if they say steal a chocolate bar, you don't have to. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, Not don't, don't have to. You don't have don't. to. No, you don't. don't. <laughs> and if you do, now you're sinning and you're making lemon to sin. <sighs> all right, all right. 
Any any final th- thoughts before we get into the next section? I got section? some final thoughts for the next section. For the next <laughs> se- No, not for the next <laughs> section. So, oh, um, boy. <sighs> Damn. All right. This next, the next part in the notes. All right, you is, can talk about Elisha first. I'll. That's so generous of you. <laughs> it gives me more time to prepare. <laughs> yes, I continue. I, I see your the smile and the evil twinkle in your eye. So the next section we have uh, just a couple stories. We didn't. Um, this was literally like last minute that we added these two. But uh, let's talk about Elisha the prophet. Kind of a weird, kind of a weird segue from talking about disobedient children and honoring your parents, and then turning into a, a prophet. So, uh, hold on, I need to pull up Second Kings real quick because I uh, I don't have any of that written down in the notes. You, you don't know the story? I do know the story. It's so a simple story. Just explain the story. You got to summarize. I'll just it. I'll just summarize it. So I'll, I'll add anything you miss. Elisha, the prophet, um, was bald. That's like the number one thing about this story. He's bald. He's bald. He's a bald guy. He's a bald guy. He, no hair. No hair. What's zero harm? zero hair on to- atop his head. Well, he Maybe he had, had a couple. little bit of hair. Maybe a little bit of hair. So he is on the way to um, uh, one of the cities. I think it's Jericho, or he's just outside of Jericho at the time. Yeah, I think he's, he, yeah, you're right. Um, this was just after Elijah had ascended uh, into heaven, uh, like a whirlwind. <laughs> Um, that's not necessarily relevant to the story. I don't want to mention that. So as he's going, he passes by a group of young children. Now this could mean it doesn't eight year specify how this, old. Yeah, it could. I mean, it could I, mean thirty I, thirty I year would, olds comparative. I, to I him. would say that it probably was some younger. I would say younger teenagers. Younger teenagers. Just, I mean, older I, teenagers. I, no, I'm not saying. This I mean, is it's a, a group. It it's not like they were all sense. twelve. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could have all been 12, but, uh, you know, I mean, who's usually, who would usually be somebody who would make fun of people? For, like, not young, like, under, like, you know, like somebody in the teen range would like, haha, loser, you're bald, kind of. Yeah, that makes sense. So there's a difference between making fun of somebody with them and making fun of somebody as bullying, you know, um, like the difference between good friends and bad friends, in other you're words. You're really ugly. Uh, thank you. So... These, this group of uh, children um, are mocking Elisha. Go on up, you bald man. Go on up, you bald man. Uh, and trying to mock God's ordained prophet. So what does Elisha do? He says, Lord, strike them down. <laughs> and so the Lord sends two bears to just maul them. And the bears maul 42 of them. That's that, a significant that, number, that by the way. That shows how many kids were making fun of him. How much is... 42 is seven times six. six. So that's 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 interesting there. So I've heard a lot of... Um, a lot of... Specifically some atheistic friends who will bring up the story and be like, God is, is mean and wicked because he did this. And it's like, well... He's trying to prove a point. This... Yeah, this is <laughs> trying to prove a point. And I had said this... This was like, I think this was the first time that, no, no, the first time that I properly read through the story because he had brought this up. This was like, I don't know, a year or two ago. And he had, he said like, you know, God is wicked for doing this, right? I said, well, no. Well, yes. It isn't. But actually, no. Well, yes, but no. Because it's (laughs) justice. Because one, they, (laughs) that was a good crack in the neck. Oh my word. They mocked God's prophet. 
In other words, they mocked God because they were mocking the authority above them. Why were they mocking the authority above them? Perhaps because they themselves were disobedient children to their own parents, which was always, that's a permeative problem throughout all of history. You do that, you do that all the time. My word, are you still cracking your neck? That is, that is a weird, that's a weird sound. That's my jawbone rolling against my, uh, the muscles and everything. That other bone rubbing against all this bone right here. Ugh, that's gross. So consequences of sin don't affect only one person. So they face the consequences for their actions, but their parents who failed to instruct to them the law and failed to teach them don't mock the literal representative of God to our nation. They didn't teach them that. So they fa face the consequences of their children dying. The consequences kids right. They didn't teach the well, kids. Well, I mean, right. I mean, the Bible also talks about how the punishments are generational sometimes, and that was one of the punishments that were generational because the parents sucked at their job, so their kids died. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Bible talk God, Bible yeah, God's word. Anyways, uh, so God talks about generational curses uh, through His word in the Bible, um, and. Uh, a good example of that is in Jerusalem, whenever the people screamed, let his blood be on us and our children. Uh, and our whenever, children's children. And our children's children. And what happened later on? They died. And how? Well, well. Refresh my memory. 70 AD. Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans in 70 AD. Also, we'll talk more about generational curses because the Edomites were destroyed at that time. That was whenever the Edomites were officially destroyed. Uh, whenever God sold, whenever God made a promise that Esau's descendants would not remain in the land uh, because God wiped them all out. And that was the last of the Edomites that were wiped out was in Jerusalem uh, in 70 AD when it was destroyed. Um, that's all right. Wait, that's, a, that's a big history lesson. Well, yeah. I, mean, I want to I knock out a few more fundamentals, but that okay, could be okay, a fun okay. right, uh, right. season two topic. All right. All right. All right. I'll stop. So the parents face the consequences, not just the children themselves, because consequences don't stick to one spot because sin doesn't stick to one spot. And the reason why curses only last three or four generations is because usually the curses die out with the generation. Well, yeah, it's three or four usually. Typically. So Carrie, can you tell me yes, what else you wrote on here and why? Meh. The stage is yours. All right, all right. Uh, so we have an old Cajun folklore uh, down here in Louisiana. Um, it is called the Rougarou or the Loop Guru. Um, what is the Rougarou? It is basically the Cajun version of a werewolf, but it's not your typical werewolf. Uh, so this werewolf has the body. Well, in some cases, has a similar body to a man. It walks upright, but it has hair and everything like that. So, you know, four limbs, yada, 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 legs and two arms. Bipedal? Yeah, that's the word. In uh, most cases. And it has the head of a wolf or a dog. And the biggest thing about the werewolf, uh, the ruru, is that it would look for misbehaving children. Um, that's what he did. He walked around the swamps looking for children that misbehave. That's what parents would tell their children to scare them <laughs> into behaving. Um, and so 
man, I, I don't know if I, like I, I want to give the backstory behind what the, what it is. Please do. Okay, we got it, we like got this is. Time. I mean, this isn't like a biblical thing. This is just. Well, no, this this is important because okay. all okay, all so mislead to the same. I actually, no. I mean, so basically, the the it, there's different stories on how you transform into the Ruguru. I mean, the Ruguru is not just some like cryptid. They're like there's only one of them. Like in in Cajun culture, you can transform into a Ruguru. It's very weird. So. Kind of like um, Wendigos in Native yeah. American folklore. No, yeah, they're similar. Pretty yeah. much the same. Wendigos being cannibals. Man, I will hold that off until like a Halloween special. So, but anyway, the Ruguru only usually haunted the southern central areas of Louisiana. Uh, the swamps. Where we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Man, I got a lot. Just start. Just start. Just start. Okay, just start. Okay, 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 okay. Because if you start, it'll it'll go through quickly. All right, all right, all right. My bad, my bad. Uh, let me find some more notes. Uh, all right. So. Um, Ruguru, Cajun werewolf, lives in the swamp. Steals right. disobedient uh, children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm trying to find some good notes. All right, anyways. Uh... Very popular culture down here. So, uh, the, the Ruguru slash Loop Guru, actually, it, it is taken from France. Don't say anything. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. Um, and. That was a conversation topic earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so basically a lot of stuff would happen. In France, like crimes and whatnot. I forgot about this, by the way. It's in my notes. Anyways, what what's what do you mean? A lot of stuff. Be more so specific. any any uh, lots of times crimes are committed in France because well people were depraved, but a lot of times people would blame these loop gurus, and they were like, it's the loop guru or the guru's fault. Uh, uh, is that like a, a spirit but, or something, or is that specifically a monster? It was specifically a monster. Um, and a lot of times it happened, What, what it was, the, the river was blamed when children went missing or your house got ransacked. Those are two big things. Uh, so. But were they really wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, but, you know, uh, kid would get kidnapped or disappear. Oh, it's the Ruguru. And everybody would go on with their day. Just they believed it so much. Uh, Very superstitious. And then, yeah, and uh, they didn't believe it was. A, they believed it was a thing, like a monster, and they believed people could transform into it. So they would have. How would one transform into a ruguru? I'm not done yet, but yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. So basically, people would be like that guy right there. He's a loop guru, and then they would arrest him. Basically, try to. Basically make him uh, basically make him confess, and usually they would uh, all just agree, yeah, this guy's a loop guru. Um, and then they terrified their children with this story. Uh, so now we have a different we our, our story's kind of passed down a little bit, but it's different. Um, I still I'm still like debating on whether or not it actually exists in South Louisiana, but you know that's. Anyways, 
Um, you didn't prepare this, okay. did you? No, I didn't. I, I you literally were just like, I'm oh, gonna you have could, to cut out so much. You're of like, this. oh, you can talk about the Ruguru, and I was like, so give me, okay. give me the okay. one so, minute rundown of the Ruguru. There's actually a Catholic version of this story. Um, so basically, the Catholic version is the Ruguru would hunt people down who didn't follow Lent because. South Louisiana is very Catholic. It's Lent, by the way. It's Lent season. Oh no, <laughs> I did. Uh, did yeah. Uh, um, but anyway, <laughs> so the Ruguru basically it's a it's a very particular thing. So basically, the curse of the Ruguru lasts a hundred one days. Very weird. I never understood it. Uh, but it won't last that long unless if you transfer it to somebody else. Uh, so how do you transform into a Ruguru? Uh, well, there's different versions. There's different versions of the Give them all! Give them all! But the main one would be through, this is why I think Rugurus actually existed, would be through voodoo, demonic practices. You could get the curse through a voodoo priestess. It, it, like, actually, like, it's a... Uh, so that's that, one that, way, black that, magic... Yeah, um, but, but uh, it was weird the way they uh, the way the way that you could protect yourself. This was some superstition. You could lay thirteen small objects by your door, and uh, yeah, right. No, you want to know why? It's so stupid. Why? When you're a Ruger, you can't count past twelve. <laughs> I think that's just most Cajuns well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there's 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 a reason. It just is funny. So Rugurus can't count past twelve because they're only worried about up till midnight, twelve o'clock. It, 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 it. That's ridiculous reason. <laughs> like I, there's thirteen objects. I can't pass through this because, as you can see, there's a line of you know thirteen okay. eggs. So, I can't. So basically, I only count twelve of them, guys. So I don't know what else to do. It worries. It. it My hands are tied if up. You, <laughs> if you put thirteen items in front of your door, it will sit there. And count and recount all night because it'll be so perplexed by this number that's bigger than twelve that it will stay past midnight all night and then has to f have to flee at sunup. It it's weird. Are you a Ruguru? Because I'm pretty sure you can't count past twelve sometimes. I'm not done with the story. <laughs> <laughs> you also would get the curse permanently if you told somebody you were a Ruguru. Oh, so that's why you won't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and and also variants of the story, if someone found out you're a Ruger, you would permanently have the curse forever. But typically the curse lasted 101 days. There's so many different variants of the story in Cajun culture. But basically that's just a couple variants of it. But basically the moral of the story is the Ruger was... The story of it was told to misbehaving children to scare them into obeying their parents. And that was just a little bit of a side. Actually, it wasn't a side thing because it was on the notes. And just, yeah, it was on the notes. Just to go a little bit cryptic here, it's possible the that Ruguru the Ruguru wasn't just a, a wives' tale to scare children, but rather it was a thing that wives used to scare their children. Now, obviously, that's super, super, super superstitious, and um, you know, people turning into werewolves is widely debated. Of course, okay, and I've never seen I've never seen a man turn into a wolf because you don't know who's a wolf. That that was the big thing. It's like a skinwalker, I think. Like a skinwalker. Well, they did find out who was skinwalkers. Well, skinwalker like, isn't 
No, man, it's not no, the same no, thing. no, no. We're get, we're not going to go down this rabbit okay. hole because I, anyways, I'm going to start me, talking. Let, let me, all right. So basically, you didn't, you couldn't have anybody figure out you were the Ruru. But also, the way, one of the biggest ways you got the curse was literally through black magic, which is why I think that it actually there was something to do with it because you were made possibly under some demonic influence that could transform. And demons literal, are real, and do not invite a, them a, in. A literal, you're inviting them, like. You the the like there's just so much stuff around that. But basically you could I mean there's demonic influence. You can that but I'm thinking like if you did get transformed by black magic, which is of the devil, it literally would transform you under a curse. I'm not saying it's like a oh that's it's hundred and one days, but like you were you were possessed. I mean, just possessed every night. You know, I mean, possession happened in the Bible, but I mean, it wasn't like, oh, but you know, I mean, there's certain, man, I got hot takes today, but, uh, you're not articulating them well enough. Cause I'm like, they're, they're flying over my head. Cause they're, they're only half thoughts. Come on. Give me the, have, give me the full ones. My brain is working overdrive right now, sending about eight or nine thoughts a second through my brain. And I'm trying to figure out which one to say. And by the time I've said one the other one's coming through don't practice voodoo don't practice black magic yeah do not so, invite the demons right. inside let me, let me see if i get it so basically and if you hold on uh, i just want to go on this for a moment if you're um if you are under the impression that there's a demon inside me and you try to use it to be edgy don't one that's stupid and quite frankly it's yeah well it's cringe <laughs> um and two if you don't watch it it will be true yeah okay i think i got it now Basically, I believe that there is a possibility that Ruru's exist because black magic exists and people got the curse through black magic and demonic possession exists. So how many days do you have left before you're no longer a Ruguru? Uh, what? <laughs> you don't want to answer it. Why do you not want to answer it? Dude. For the record, do you know how many, how many, uh, how many chairs we have in the office? It's probably more than 12. <laughs> you want to count them? No, I'm good. No, you're good? <laughs> why, why is that? <laughs> so... Uh, don't worry about it. So the moral Actually, of the story, both of those stories, uh, I mean, we could have had wait, more. Oh, we, wait, before you, by the way, you only couldn't count past 12 when you were transformed. Yeah, but I don't think you can cast, count past 12 anyway, so I don't even know if that would be proof. Didn't I have a higher math score than you? Uh, how high was it? <laughs> you don't remember? ACT. I wonder why. <laughs> you talking about the ACT? I wonder why you don't remember. 19. Oh, okay, it was 19. Minus. <laughs> Mine was 18. <laughs> Stupid. Well, at least you're, I can count past 12. I can count past 12 because I knew it was 18. Yours was 19. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, wait. That did not just happen. Yes, it did. Oh, oh my god. So the point of the Ruguru, like talking about the Ruguru and Elisha, um, that's, those are both stories that are true. <laughs> Uh, that oh, no. regarding don't be disobedient because there are consequences to such things. And, I, and the, I, if you if you take toes. a pra if you took a pragmatic view of it as well, it it does make logical sense to obey your parents. So maybe the point of a ruguru is um, scare your children, scare okay. your children, and then you realize later on as time goes on, you're going to actually get that understanding. Oh, this is why they said that because I didn't understand the consequences, but I did understand that ruguru is scary. Um, oh. that's a pragmatic view of like, oh, I mean, it's not really real, but take, take what you will of whether or not it's real. 
Um, but a Cajun, a real Cajun here, is saying that the Rougarou might be real. So I uh, that that won't doesn't get into that, that. That just means that I'm more biased. By the way, yeah. It's Cajun folklore, so obviously I'm going to say it's real or possibly real because I'm Cajun. I don't want to deny the validity of of my Cajun story. Until then, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Why did you put that on the notes? (laughs) You kept it. I know. I know I kept it. It's because it was funny. All right. I don't remember what it was funny. I'm going to. I'm going to. Oh, hold on. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, Um, goodness. You're just a loser. I'm just looking. I'm just making sure that we have like an actual wrap up, and we don't just end off on saying the Ruger is real. Uh, I mean, we weird. can say we can say that. I'm not. It's not a question of ability. All right, uh, I got you, bro. All right, so children, obey your parents, honor your father and mother, and you will live long in the land. Want to know why? Because you're not doing stupid stuff. <laughs> you're not doing stupid stuff. That's one reason why. But the real reason why we're trying to get at is because the Ruger won't get you. I thought you just said you didn't want to end on that. I know, I know. No, oh, in, in obey all your reality. Parents, obey your parents because God says to obey your parents, and if you obey your parents in the right, proper context, you are obeying God. And because you learn how to submit to your authority, your first authority figure is always God, but the first authority that you're going to encounter to represent him is going to be your parents. Yeah. That's from the day you're born. Absolutely. And if you submit to them, you're going to realize how to submit to other authorities. And then one day you're going to figure out how to be an authority. Yep. Um, until then, outro, can I do it? You did it like the past two times. Though. No, I did. I did it once. No, you did it on the episode that we didn't release. And this well, Yeah, but see, that doesn't count because we didn't release it. Fine. <laughs> uh, Don't and, mess it up. Until then, join us for future theological discussions we have. Next time... We'll discuss a topic that we will come up with in the near future because we are not entirely sure yet. Uh, Lord willing, we will grow not to be boys, but instead be refined into God-fearing men. And if you aren't God-fearing, join us anyway. We can learn more about principles of wisdom together. Until then, 1 John 1.9.